This is Threads Radio. My name's Luke Fraser, and this is The Tonic.
Catatonic's one and perhaps only classic FM moment. That's Stars by the Latvian composer Eriks Ezenvalds, written in 2001 to words by Sarah Teasdale. So when I first heard that piece, I thought the sound at the beginning was pipe organ, but actually it's tuned wine glasses, creating those kind of scrunchy cluster chords and resonant overtones. It's been described as exhaustingly beautiful, that piece, which I think is pretty apt. A little certainly goes a long way, but it's pretty nice. It's performed by Voices 8. The album is Lux, the label Decca Classics, and that was in 2015.
the brooding evocation of Thomas Hardy there. That's Gustav Holst's Egden Heath from 1927, the Heath being a fictional place within Hardy's Wessex. That's considered by Holst to be his best piece, and who am I to argue? Certainly it's got this kind of dense chromaticism and is often tonally ambiguous and subversive. I guess shows a kind of more modernist side to Holst, which is a million miles away from pieces like The Planets, no matter how well written they are. That was performed by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, conducted by David Lloyd-Jones. That's from a Naxos album, including that piece, Benny Mora, The Somerset Rhapsody, etc., released in 2010. Next, Elizabeth Lutyens. Thank you. 
was the Motet Exerta Tractatus Logico Philosophicus, written in 1951 by Elizabeth Lutyens. So she's definitely a pioneer in British 20th century classical music. As far as I know, she was the first British composer to systematically employ serialism. And she was also the first British female composer to score a feature film, later scoring several horror films, and uh, kind of demonstrating that interesting crossover between serialism and horror having its roots, I suppose, in German Expressionism. But her music is still fairly unknown and pretty rarely performed. It has this kind of Webern-like sparse texture to it and can be a bit forbidding, like so much serialism of that period. Uh, But this piece, I think, contains some really beautiful harmony. The text, as the title suggests, is based on Wittgenstein. Uh, What we cannot speak about, we must pass over in silence or write a choral piece about. That was performed by Exaudi, conducted by James Weeks. The album is Choral and Chamber Works, released on NMC in 2006. And now to the one-time bleeding edge of the Italian avant-garde. This is Salvatore Cherino.
Salvatore Chiarino's second piano sonata, one of a series of five, well, just incredibly difficult pieces, uh, each with a real hammer blast of energy to it. This one, I guess, is effectively a study of resonance and overtones arising over a series of sharply struck chords in the bass. And it kind of has this monumental feel, but like kind of messiam on steroids with the birdsong up high and the clanging apocalyptic chords in the bass that come in about halfway through. And that was performed by Shai Vosner and was recorded live at Ars Musica in Brussels. The album is Piano Sonatas 2 to 5 and the Quattro Notturni. The label is Cypress and the year 2001. Staying in Italy now for a moment with a window on to Turkey.
Carlo de Manicone's Coyon Barber from 1988. So that's a very well-known classic of guitar music, as I've now found out, but unknown to me until recently. Domeniconi, Italian, but lived and taught for a long time in Istanbul. Koyambaba is named after a 13th century village of the same name in the Borum region of Turkey and has a strong influence coming from the Turkish landscapes and music of that area. Some of the music is a bit picturesque for me, but that final movement becomes something really interesting, kind of minimalism fused with Bach, but somehow modern sounding. So that was performed by John Williams on guitar. The album is John Williams, the guitarist, released on Sony Classical in 1988.
something stark and yet quite gorgeous about that that's Morfid Owen and Gwidi Iphadir from 1913 The Sinner's Prayer a Welsh hymn with words by Thomas William so Morfid Owen is a Welsh composer pianist and singer seemingly little known about until fairly recently uh, something reflected in the title of the album from which this song is taken called Portrait of a Lost Icon but now this and a few other new releases of her work are appearing. I guess a large part of the reason for that silence is twofold, in a similar way perhaps to that of Lily Boulanger, whose music I featured a few shows back. One is obviously being a woman, but the second dying young in uh, Owen's case of appendicitis. So that was performed by Ellen Manahan Thomas on soprano, and Brian Ellsbury on piano. The album, as mentioned, Portrait of a Lost Icon, the label Tissed, and the year 2017. To Estonia now for the next couple of pieces. The first is from Erki Sven Tier. <laughs>
was Lighthouse from 1997, written by Estonian composer Erki Sventier. I was thinking about how to describe his work, and then I came across this quote from him, which seemed to sum it up better than I could say. He says, my pieces are abstract dramas in sound with characters and an extremely dynamic chain of events. I'm very interested in a combination of opposites, tonality versus atonality, regular repetitive rhythms versus irregular complex rhythms, tranquil meditativeness versus explosive theatricality. So his music seems to have this very heterodox aspect to it, encompassing all of these things, tonality, atonality, serialism, religious music, popular music, um, whilst also being quite mathematical and systems-based at times. But I think the key thing for me is that this unlikely fusion works and shows, I guess, that the development of style is so often less about breaking new frontiers and more about finding original and meaningful synthesis of things already there. That was performed by the Radio Symphony Orchestra of Vienna, conducted by Dennis Russell Davis. The album is Flux, the label, ECM New Series, and that's from 1999. We're going to stay in Estonia now to hear from the granddaddy himself. This is Arvo Pet.
pieces from Arvo Pert there, the variations for the healing of Aranushka from 1977, and Hymn to a Great City from 1984. So these pieces represent the start of his mature style using what's often called tintinabulation, which is this bell-like motif combining two parts, one of which arpeggiates a simple triad of a chord, and that's kind of interspersed with another part which usually steps up and down in a scalic movement. I mean, it creates this quite hypnotic style that has this Cajun sense that the space between the notes is as important as the notes themselves. And I just think those Aranushka variations in particular just show such a clarity of compositional idea. It's almost like a laser, really, just, just great. That's performed by Jerome Van Veen and Sandra Van Veen. The album is for Anna Maria, the complete piano music, the label Brilliant Classics, and the year of release, 2014. We're going to go right out there for the final piece. This is Teresa Rampazzi.
Noch from 1980 by Teresa Rampazzi. So this was really a lucky find for me recently. Rampazzi, seemingly almost completely unknown, emerged from the early Italian electronic music scene of the 60s and 70s. Uh, she was a founder of the NPS, uh, the Nuove Proposte Sonore, uh, the Proposed New Sound Experimental Music Collective. But this piece was produced a little after that uh, at the University of Padua as a result of painstaking work with computers throughout the 70s. Months of research on the sound manipulation needed for this work alone were carried out. And it's just a kind of testament, I think, to the degree of work which went into the production of so much early electronic music. That piece just has some, frankly, incredibly unsettling sounds. Some of those bell sounds in particular with a vibrato effect are almost painful on the ear no matter what the volume at which they're listened and there's kind of a transcendental violence to sections of that piece the album from which it's taken called musica endoscopica is to use that much overused word immersive but i'm going to use it as it just fits so well in this case most of the album is taken up with the title piece which is a soundtrack to the italian film gastroscopia uh, and uses sounds produced with an endoscope and it's an eerie and at times frankly harrowing journey through the human body and sound uh, I totally recommend this album it's really like nothing else I've heard uh, Musica Endoscopica is the name the label is Die Schachtel and that was released in 2008 although it is currently out of print so I just want to say thanks to everyone at Threads for hosting I'm Luke Fraser and The Tonic will be back on the 10th of April. Thanks for listening. <laughs>